Thanks for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast where we bring you the news you won't hear on mainstream media. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Visit our website at www.politicalnewspodcast.us. Be sure to follow us on all platforms. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many more. Now here is your host, the Kentucky Guy. Yep, that's right. It's me, the Kentucky Guy, here hosting the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for today's episode. Before we get to that, I did want to let you know that we are switching up our platform a little bit. Uh, We are still going to bring you the news each and every time we're up. We're always going to keep you informed on what's really happening, not only in America, but as our world as a whole. Uh, however, we do have a lot of different things going on right now. We have authors coming on and doing interviews. We have mediums coming on and doing interviews. We have other podcasters coming on. We have comedians coming on. So we are changing it up just a little bit uh, because we want to appeal to a wider variety of audience. So if you guys like the platform and how it's going, you can always leave us feedback or even If you want to be a part of the show one day and be a guest on here and have your own interview, you can do that too. Just drop me a line at OLKentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. OLKentucky 99 at yahoo.com. Come and join the fun. It's all about all of us working and helping each other throughout this crazy time in America. Once again, I'm the Kentucky guy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, and as always, God bless, and God bless this country. And welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. Uh, we do have a special guest on the line with us, but we're going to go over a few house cleaning steps real quick. If this is your first time listening, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. We are on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, 75 different platforms and audio all together so you can catch us anywhere that you want to hear or listen to a podcast now for you wrestling fans out there i do co-host with donny cage against the mat the wrestling podcast we drop new episodes there every monday and friday it's all about pro wrestling past present and future if you ever want to be a guest here on this show or have any questions for me you can always reach us at ol kentucky 99 at yahoo.com that's ol kentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com and we do drop new episodes here every wednesday and saturday enough about that though let's get to our guests all right so i want a big round of applause he is the uh, owner of Dwayne's reliable computer services also the author of lessons from the business heroes of the pandemic please welcome Dwayne mchawkins <laughs> i'm sure i messed that up again 
All right, that, sir. that's all right. Most most people do mess it up. It's uh, it's McHodgkins. So, but yeah, thanks uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Not a problem, sir. Glad to have you. Very honored to have you. How is uh, how are you doing today? How's everything? I'm doing fantastic. Every uh, every day above ground is a good day. Ah, that's what I say all the time. Very nice. Uh, so, uh, Dwayne, since this is your first time on the show with us, some of the audience may not uh, know of you yet. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead and give us a little bit of background about yourself. Okay, so uh, uh, like you said, I'm the I'm the owner of Dwayne's Reliable Computer Services. I've been doing that for about 12 years. Um, uh, prior to that, I was in sales, so this was like a totally new career doing IT. But I love it. I I really don't feel like I go to work anymore. I just get to play on other people's computers. So I, I like to have a good time doing that. Um, and yes, during the pandemic, uh, I, I wrote the book, uh, lessons from the business heroes of the pandemic. All right. Awesome. And yeah, when you start finally, uh, and sometimes it's business for yourself. I, I found the same, uh, peace of mind that you're talking about. And sometimes, you know, it could be an actual career. Uh, but when you're finally doing what you love to do, uh, it's no longer a job and you're going to be, you're going to have so much more longevity in that career or your passion. So yeah, I, I completely get that. I actually started off in sales too back in the day. <laughs> so, and, and I think a lot of, uh, you know, so this month, uh, by the way, and Dwayne already knows this. And if you're just now tuning in, uh, this month is called, uh, November, the month of the stars. It's all about entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, business coaches, peaceful people who are folks who are successful in their field. And uh, so, because I'm a former business owner myself, so uh, it's one of my passions. So, when you started uh, the uh, computer service business, how did they, how did you actually transfer from sales? Because that's quite a bit. Were you selling computers and technology, or how was that transfer? No, I have. Uh, I, I was not in technology at all. I was actually doing route sales, um, which one of the great things about route sales is typically you do it early in the mornings. So I was going in at uh, about one o'clock in the morning and I was usually done and home by around noon. So that gave me the afternoons and early evenings to start my business. Um, I, I was in my mid forties and uh, route sales is, is kind of physical. And I didn't see myself doing that for the next 20 some years. So I thought I need to find something that's not going to be as taxing on my body um, and that's what I realized what I wanted to be when I grow up and, um, went and got some books and trained myself and, uh, started fixing people's computers. That's awesome. When you were in route sales, was that like for a grocery chain or, um, it was, it was a, uh, a bread company. Gotcha. The only so I was in all the grocery chains. Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. yep. The only reason why I ask is, uh, I used to be, uh, they called me my title official was a staging manager and i went in and we staged like candy sections and dollar trees and dollar generals and what have you and i'm just going to okay. i'm just going to be honest with you i hated it <laughs> that, uh, i just i did not like it it was long and it was a uh, i didn't i never was afraid of hard work but it just i don't know there was no satisfaction there for me so yeah i kind of i yeah. understand and you're definitely right it can be very very physical very physical at times so, and that's just amazing. So you got your own books and your self-taught, right? Yes. Yes. All right. And now when we get, now we're in into the, uh, pandemic, by the way, my story is, is a very similar. Uh, 
I was a district manager for an insurance company and uh, that gave me the freedom because I set up my own schedule. So during the early hours of the day, I would go meet clients and sign up new clients. And then in the afternoon, my father and I started this little variety store <laughs> and I'd go. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, but it, so the pandemic uh, comes along, uh, like many of us, I'm sure it had some type of effect on your current company and you were able to write this book. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah. So, um, and, and I'll be honest with you, I was really busy. My business did fantastic during the pandemic because uh, being in IT, I was one of those fortunate people that was deemed essential. Um, in fact, I had uh, I had one company that I did work for. Um, it was a trucking company. They actually sent me an email. Um, I call it my get out of jail free card that in, if I was ever stopped and they wouldn't let me go anywhere, I was to show them this, that I was an essential um, person for this company. So I was very busy, but um, I, I built my business through networking with other business owners. And a lot of those people, a lot of my friends really struggled during the pandemic. They, you know, they, their businesses really dropped off or, um, you know, I also know a lot of people that um, lost their jobs because of it. They were just put on the sidelines and it, that affected me greatly. Um, I was driving around town doing work and I passed a restaurant that had uh, basically turned their lobby into a grocery store because they had a bunch of um, products that were going to go stale and spoil. So they needed to sell them. So they were, they turned into a grocery store to sell those products rather than take the loss on uh, just dumping everything in the trash. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a really great idea. Um, And I started looking around and I saw other places that were doing things to basically help them stay essential. Uh, and the, the phrase business heroes caught me. And from that, that's where I came up with the idea for lessons from the business heroes of the pandemic. And I basically started writing about all of these companies and individuals that I had seen that were pivoting, that were doing things in a new way to make sure they remained viable. So I thought, you know what, if I put all this into one place, this would be really good information for people. And going forward, so, you know, we're out of the pandemic for the most part now, but now we're into inflation. And with inflation, people are are struggling again. There are people that are, you know, losing their jobs because companies are closing down or their their costs, their uh, their bills have gone sky high. So there's a lot of ideas in lessons from the business heroes of the pandemic that can help these kind of people. Um, and I'll just go over a couple of them. So one of them, um, it's, I, I set it up as all a bunch of rules. So rule number three is everybody needs a side hustle. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I talk about all the different types of side hustles in that. And, you know, Side hustles, when you think of that, people probably think, oh, well, it's something entrepreneurial, where it, does, it doesn't have to be. Uh, my side hustle was entrepreneurial. Um, when I had a job, my uh, IT business was a side hustle, and then it turned into a full-time job. Um, 
as uh, with my business now, my side hustle was writing this book. So both of those were kind of entrepreneurial, but, you know, it doesn't have to be. Um, even going getting a job at uh, the pizza place delivering pizzas on a Friday night would be a good side hustle. Um, if you really don't want to do, you know, something along those lines, I found that uh, if you like kids' sports, you can actually take a course to be a referee. And when I Googled it, most of the courses that they offered were well under $100. And now you're, you're licensed and you can be a referee for kids' sports. You can make money that way. So really, whatever your interest is, you can find a side hustle and you can do that to you know help yourself remain essential um, if and when things go south with you. Yeah, amazing. Um, another one was uh, um, living beneath your means. I call that the rainy day model. And, I, and there I just talk about the fact that, you know, during COVID, um, the government was basically giving everybody money. They were mailing us checks, right? And there were people that took those checks and they paid down their bills. But there were other people that they took those checks they went and bought a TV. You know, when you get uh, a windfall, extra money like that, boy, pay down some bills, um, invest for the future, things like that, because you just don't know what's going to happen. And and that's, you know, that's just a, a real that, safe thing that to do. Really, that's um, really good advice, Wayne, because uh, the stimulus checks, we're paying for them now. And I said back when yeah. everybody was getting them, I, I told everybody uh, on this show and everywhere else, I'm like, guys, we're going to pay this back. You you can't just receive free money and not have to pay it back, no matter what country you're in. And we're paying it back now heavily. So that's great. Yeah, that, that's right. Nothing is free. Yeah. Um, I uh, um, When I had exhausted all of my ideas, I reached out to some people that I know and interviewed them for the book, too. Um, and as far as that, uh, the rainy day model, I interviewed one person that she said, you know, um, because of the pandemic, her and her husband and their two sons were all at home all the time. They had four cars. They each had a car. So what they did is cars that they didn't have a payment on, they stuck them in the garage and took the insurance off of them. I mean, that's a great way if, if, you're, if you've got something that you're not using, stick it in the garage, take the insurance off of it and, and save that money. You know, um, and then once things lightened up and they were able to use those again, then they put the insurance back on them. But, you know, they saved a couple hundred bucks for um, probably five or six months uh, since they really didn't need those cars anyway. So the the book is full of just different ideas like that. Um, for businesses, one of the rules was stay on your customer's radar. And I called that the top of mind model. Um, you know, I, th I think we all experience times where you go to a, a restaurant or a store and they're just closed. And this happened so much during the pandemic. Nobody knew if a place was going to be open or closed or if they're gone for good or what. So I, I talk a lot about the fact that, you know what, if you've got uh, ways to contact your customers, make sure that you're contacting them and letting them know what's going on. If you don't, make sure you keep the uh, your your hours on uh, on your website. Make sure you keep those current. Um, make sure the sign on your door is current, so that 
you know, if it's six o'clock and someone shows up at your door and it says you're open till eight, and nobody's there. Well, they're going to assume that you're closed down for good unless there's a sign that said, hey, you know, we're shorthanded. We had to close early tonight. Great. That's all they need to know. But uh, communicating with your customers is so important. You know, when you when you don't communicate, you can lose customers to somebody that communicates better. Absolutely. So, and also, I've found that uh, it's a lot harder to get customers than to lose them. You can lose customers very, very easy with the miscommunication. And it, it takes, just like uh, even the podcast, I go a couple days and, and not keep my schedule. I notice my listening, my listening twos are down. Uh, it's very easy to lose customers and audiences. It's very hard to gain them. So I think that's terrific advice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, a little communication just goes such a long way. Um, I, my favorite chapter in my book is uh, it's rule number 11 and it's stay positive And that's the pro noia model. Have you ever heard the term pro-noia before? I have not. I've heard of paranoia, but not pro Yeah, well, and, and it's funny because I first heard this term while I was writing this book. So pro-noia is just the opposite of paranoia. It's the belief or the thought that the universe is conspiring to help you. <laughs> what, if, what if we all lived that way, you know? <laughs> what a dreamland. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and, and I talk about uh, so so that chapter is all about staying positive. And you know, there was there was so much negative that was going on because people were just sitting in their homes, didn't know what to do. But uh, you know, if you can stay positive and move forward, you're you're so much better off. And the the whole pro noia thing, uh, I, I'm not talking about walking around with rose colored glasses on um, because that doesn't work either. But uh, you know, if if you stay positive, you have a positive mindset. Things are more likely to work out for you. I've I've found that uh, you will uh, you you will get what you expect. So if you expect things to always go wrong, guess what? They're always going to go wrong. But if you expect things to always go right, they're usually going to go right for you. And it's a lot of it is just is just perspective. It's what you pay attention to. Right, your perspective. Uh shapes your life basically it's how you look at things everybody you know and i say this often on the show to the listeners negative energy is so much it spreads so much faster than positive so if you can get up and just think something positive and do something you know we're all put here to help each other is my belief and if you help somebody out and you think positive you're just going to be happier you know you see these people walking around uh everybody's seen them. Uh, I don't, I can't think of anybody in particular, but they walk around like they've, uh, my mom used to say they look like they ate sour grapes. Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, they've always got a, uh, angry look, I guess you could say on their, on their face or what have you, who wants yeah. to live that way? You know, nobody, nobody wants to live that way. Get out there and just think positive and you can change your whole perception. I love that chapter too, my friend. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, you, you, uh, you just kind of hit on a couple of, uh, other chapters. There's, there's one that's called, don't just sit there, do something. Um, and that's, uh, the Newton's first law of motion model. So, <laughs> you know, 
during uh, during the pandemic, there were so many people that, well, you know, I don't have anything going on. I'm just going to stay in bed. I'm just going to um, hang out and watch TV. Well, if instead of that, you get up and you get dressed and you make one sales call, you, you, you know, you, you contact one person to try to find a job, you're going to be so much farther ahead than those people that are staying in bed or just sitting on the couch, uh, you know, binge watching Netflix all day. So, um, again, that's, these are all things that, uh, take some of them, take all of them. It, uh, it's going to help you remain essential, um, regardless whether it's a pandemic, high, uh, inflation or whatever, uh, the next thing is. Monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I saw something about that the other day, and and somebody was asking, "Whatever happened to monkeypox?" <laughs> what, what's so? I mean, you know, we are uh, we are a uh, country, and we are people that have access to the internet, and we're so much more informed than we were twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. Uh, and it's very easy yes. to find out that the only way to catch monkeypox is you have to be a homosexual. So. That didn't last long, <laughs> but yeah. So your book, uh, it sounds like it came in the perfect time as well, because it's not like you said, it's not just a pandemic or, or what have you. Uh, it's not just inflation. It's a combination of everything. And it's also a healthier mind and a healthier life. This is something you can follow no matter what's going on just to get you back on track. Everybody needs a balance once yeah. in a while. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I'm, quite interested in hearing a few more ideas if you don't mind out of there because uh you you touched a lot of yeah you yeah, touched sure. on a lot of things that i already talk about so pretty pretty awesome yep yep so um let's see uh there's one that i called the butterfly model and you can probably guess what that is and that's you know when you are stuck and you really you can't move forward in whatever you're doing right now Take that time to grow. Take that time to, uh, um, you know, go online and find information and, and move forward. Um, I talked about uh, a young man that wanted to be a, uh, um, a personal trainer. Of course, all the gyms were closed and he, he couldn't take classes. Well, he found out that there's classes online to become a certified personal trainer. So while he was stuck at home, he was going online and taking these classes so that once the pandemic was over, he was ready to go to uh, go get his dream job. See, that's, that stories like that are awesome because there's so many people who they didn't do anything during the pandemic. And I understand. And, and yeah. there's things that you could have done, even if you were too scared to go outside. Now I'm one of these guys. I wore the mask for about a week and then I was done. I got just. I have to be around people. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> and, uh, but these guys, uh, you know, uh, they didn't do anything. And here's a gentleman. He's in the same place. He probably had restrictions that made him have to stay home and be laid off from work. And he found a yep. whole new career. I, I think that's great. Love those. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, um, I have a friend that, uh, she owns an independent insurance agency. And of course, she had to close her doors. Um, but she was still, you know, she was still working from home and she was, um, able to call her customers and keep up with her current customers, but she really didn't have a way to, um, attract new customers. So she found herself with a lot of spare time 
and she got back into painting. She used to paint years and years ago, but you know, life happens, you get busy. Um, so during COVID, she started painting again. You would, the paintings that she was making, I was like, wow, these are fantastic. So, um, right after COVID, she had all these paintings. She had had people that had contacted her because she was showing these paintings on social media. And there were people contacting her saying, hey, can you do a piece for me that's kind of like this? You know, so so she turned her uh, love of art into a, another business, basically. After the pandemic, she was even able to uh, do a uh, um, an art show. So... Use this time. Be productive, and you know, even right now, if you're if you're unemployed, if you've uh, found yourself on the short end of something, there's things to do. Get out there and do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it basically what it is. It's turning a negative into a positive, and and that's something exactly. that uh, there's a comedian, and I wish I could think of his name, <laughs> but uh, I watched uh, one of his first ever auditions. Uh, on a America's Got Talent or something like that. It was on television. But now he's actually a famous comedian. And he was a former uh, jock in high school. This this is a young man. He was probably 19 years old. It's Drew something. It'll come to me in a minute. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he got hit in the head with a baseball. And it caught him to, yeah. Mm. And he got a concussion, but he didn't know he had a concussion. And he went to sleep. And when he woke up, he now has this stutter right and it completely yeah and it completely oh, wow. changed his life because uh he said it this is his, him saying it he wasn't a very nice person right he probably wouldn't have been friends with who he is now back then before the accident happened and, and he wanted to turn uh, a negative to show the american people how to turn a negative into a positive is why he started doing comedy and now he's famous still can't think of his name but it's true something <laughs> <laughs> so yeah your stories are, are are pretty much that i mean it's uh you know they're taking something and, and every nobody looks at the pandemic well i mean there's a few uh higher ups that made a lot of money during the pandemic but nobody really looks at that as a positive yeah. time you know every, everybody no you know it's, it's all horror stories and things like that so it's very good for people to hear the kind of stories that you have in your book absolutely yeah yeah so um I, I interviewed a woman that uh, her business is uh, it's a multi-level marketing business. And what she does is she does wine tasting parties. So what do you think happened to her business during the Well, pandemic? yeah, I mean, speed of heart and everything, it probably uh, hurt it quite a bit. Well, initially it did, but uh, um, she was, she was in a liquor store and she um, wanted to try some wine and she just grabbed a bottle and took it home. And she thought to herself, now, wait a minute. I didn't try that first. I just bought it. And then, you know, so why why, does, why is my wine any different? Why can't? And so with that, she reached out to all of her previous customers to get new orders for people that had bought her wine before. But it also got her to thinking, how can I do what I do now? So she had a business that basically uh, people would come and go to one house and, and have this party. So she turned it into Zoom parties. And what she would do is, and you could do this with the neighbors. You could do this with your friends across the country. 
prior to the uh, the event, she would ship the samples to each of the participants, and then they'd all get on Zoom and they'd do their tastings and stuff. And then she used the uh, when when prior to the to COVID, she would. Um, take each person into another room individually and they could order whatever they wanted to order. So that it was, you know, private or whatever. Um, but now what she does is she uses the, uh, the breakout room. Um, and she and one of the people will go into a breakout room where she can, she can get their wine order and get their credit card and all that stuff without everybody else hearing and seeing. Um, and so she's figured out how to do this during, uh, during COVID. And she uh, she said that she'd probably continue doing it this way because she's been able to have parties with, uh, you know, sorority sisters that moved all over the country. And now they can all get together on Zoom and do a wine tasting. Uh, that is thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, same business, there's, different model. That's great. There's just, yeah. There, there's multiple stories of, uh, of different companies that – that did this kind of stuff because you know what, you've just got to do it. Um, I, I spoke with a, uh, um, a marketing person that in, in the same day she had talked to two different photographers and one of the photographers, they were, they were both about the same skill level. They'd been in business about the same length of time. And the, the first one, she just kept lamenting how, you know, I, I can't do my business because I can't get with these people and take their pictures. And so, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. The other person she talked to on the same day said to her, you know what, this has been great. What I've been doing is um, offering this service where I come to your house and I take your pictures through the window and it's a whole different perspective and people are loving it. So, you know, one one person thinks that it's terrible. The other person thinks, well, you know what? I found a new way to do this, and I might continue to do this along with everything else. Yeah, that I so the second do. one got the job, right? Exactly, exactly. She, she actually got a lot of jobs that way, yeah. And, and what a creative <laughs> idea, taking somebody's picture through a window. I it, Some of this stuff just, you know, we don't give ourselves enough credit. We have so many creative and smart people in this world. We just don't give ourselves enough credit because I would have never thought of anything like that. I bet you that does look off. Actually, I'm going to yeah. look for that after this uh, podcast and see if I can find some photos like that. <laughs> well, it, you know, it would give you a way to actually maybe even fondly remember the time. And you so. mentioned uh, side <laughs> hustles earlier. Uh, and, and you're absolutely yeah. right. You know, I remember back in the day growing up, uh, I'm going to tell my age here, I guess, but, uh, when I was growing up, if you heard the uh, word hustle, it usually meant something bad, like you're trying to hustle drugs or money or something like that. Now, yep. it's a true essential to life, hustling is. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, I, cons I'm, I consider myself a freelancer. I do voiceovers and post, you know, for job descriptions and things like that uh, because that's what I love. To I love to talk and I um, love audio. So, uh, but yeah, so side hustles are a key and you don't have to go through a pandemic or be out of a job to do one if it's something that you love to do just give it a try and just try it. you'll be surprised somebody somewhere and there's so many outlets you have fiverr now you have uh upwork there's so many different places out there 
and there's somebody looking for your talent on what you can do, no matter what it is. So yeah, I really agree with the side hustles as well. Yeah, when when I was researching uh, for the for the book, um, I found just by a simple Google search, I found multiple companies where um, within an hour you can become a dog walker. Um, you know, after some background checks, you can become a, uh, a caretaker for, for kids or for the elderly, you know, and these are all apps that, that you can just, you can just do it. You, uh, a lot of these, you don't need special skills. You just, uh, you just need to find something that you feel you can do I've and that you cert- want to do. Oh, sorry. Another- I've seen certifications, uh, for life coaches, like cheap, like you just take a course, take a test and. You're done. Uh, it'd be hundred bucks, hundred yeah. bucks a max. And a life coach, and there's some life coaches that are very well off. Don't get me wrong. You need to know what you're doing and how to talk to people, of course. But that's something if you already feel that you're doing it anyways. I know uh, this uh, this young lady. She's she's a life coach. <laughs> she doesn't call herself that. She doesn't have any certificates. But all her friends come to her over all their problems. She's helped people in their career and how to interview and prepare. And this, as I was like, you're a life coach. What are you doing? You're wasting, you know, why are you selling cars? <laughs> you know, and that, that brings up a really good point. Um, if you don't know what you should be doing, ask your friends and family. They usually know. Absolutely. You're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Your friends and family, the ones that know you best, they, they may already assume that you're already doing it on the side anyways, because they Oh, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're talented and so, it's very hard, I'm my, I'm my own worst critic, right? It's very hard to see a talent that you have in yourself sometimes and asking anyone that knows you personally, friends, family, just like you mentioned, that is the absolute best way because they will one thing about it, though, be ready because most of your family, especially are brutally honest. <laughs> so uh, if you go in there with the intent that you're a great singer and you can't sing, you might as well just ask what kind of, you know, what do you see me doing? Not, Hey, you think I'm a great singer because you might not like the answer. (laughs) For sure. For sure. (laughs) Um, Another thing that I talked about in there, and this is something that uh, came from, from my business. So when I started my business, I made a habit of uh, um, recommending a number of different products to all of my customers because I really liked the products. Um, fast forward a few years later and I got to thinking to myself, you know what? I keep recommending these products and I'm, I'm not getting anything out of this. My, my customers are raving about these products. The, the people that make these products are very happy that they're selling them, but here I am doing all the work and I'm not getting anything. So, um, another, uh, in the book, there's look for recurring revenue. And that's, that's another thing that you can do, especially if you have a business. So what I started doing is um, anytime I would have a product um, and like antivirus, um, different things like that, that I would help my customers get, I would go to their website and see if they have a partner program or an affiliate program. So with those, I can um, partner with those companies and my customers, they're still paying the same amount, but they're buying it through me and I'm getting a commission for it. So to me, it's a, it's a win for everybody. The company is happy because they're selling more stuff. Uh, my customer is happy because they're paying the same, but they know they're getting a product that I believe in um, and I'll stand behind 
and I'm happy because I'm getting a commission for it. So, yeah. um, if if you're in a if you're in a service business, look at anything that you recommend to your customers, and you know, go to their websites and see if they have those kind of prog- programs. Um, look for reseller or partner or affiliate, and if they do, find out what it takes, and you know, get involved in that. You never know; it might uh, might pay you handsomely for affiliate something you're marketing already doing. Is one of the best uh i'm just going to call it a side hustle also one of the best ones out there i'm an affiliate for uh several podcasting hosting companies and uh as well as amazon and a few other places and it's just it's a tremendous way to have an extra income i do not recommend like a lot of guys do on youtube to do it full time because it's a very hard niche to do however you can generate a good extra money Good extra money. Don't go quit your job and do it. <laughs> Not off the bat anyways, but yeah, affiliate marketing. I've been a big fan of it for a very long time. You're absolutely correct. Yep. Well, what, what I've found in the last few years is that um, everybody needs to have more than one stream of income. Regardless of who you are, you, you need to have more than one. And the ideas in this book will give you ways to find some of those other ones. Um you know, and, and I, I talk about, uh, um, so Sears, you know, Sears is a, used to be the, the largest retailer. They were huge, and now they're pretty much all but gone. So if a big company like that can just go away, any company can go away. So um, if, if you're riding high today, if your company is doing fantastic, you still might want to think about having a side hustle because you never know what is around the corner um, and what could uh, cause your company Boy, that's to, true. to go Even away. In the job market, uh, I was, uh, I've, I've been uh, blessed to be a part of uh, in management, a part of two different uh, fortune 500 companies uh, over the years. And I've went through two buyouts that cost me pretty much my position. <laughs> so you just, you just never know. So you can be the best worker you can be at that one yep. job, but it's kind of like you said earlier, don't put your eggs all in one basket. Have something, have something we're not telling you to kill yourself, but there's a lot of this stuff that you can do. That's very easy. So easy that you can do it right at home on yep. your lunch break even. So. Yep. Well, and, and when you do these things, don't look at it as great. Now I've got extra income to spend. Invest that money. Use it to, you know, pay off, uh, pay off some debts. Um, do something with it to uh, to better yourself. Because, you know, if you if your real job, your regular job, does go south, now you've got, you know, you've got an nest egg. You've got something to fall back on. And you've got a way to continue making some money, um, and maybe it'll turn into a full-time gig. You never know. My my side hustle um, from twelve years ago is now my full-time gig. So you, you never know what's going to happen. If you put in the the amount of work and the effort into it, you could be very successful at it, just like yourself. Absolutely. And you know, we that's call right. it a side hustle because that's usually most of your successful business people they started out on the side. They actually have a normal job because we still have bills. We still have a family to feed. So we have to keep that normal job, but we start this because this is a passion and we can see it growing into maybe even bigger to being a full-time job one day. And 
that's what you that's the american dream right we don't hear a lot of that. that is the american dream it is where it can is. uh yep. members of the audience purchase your book uh my book is on amazon so uh if you just go to amazon and search for lessons from the business heroes of the pandemic or you search uh Dwayne McCotchkins either way it'll fantastic come up. now I'm gonna, if it's okay with you I'm going to put a link on our website to your book directly to amazon Okay. Yep. And also uh, on our website, that. I'm going to put a link to your website, which is uh, now, folks, this this website here is going to be hard for you to remember. I'm going to go ahead and let them try to explain it to you, the name of it and everything. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> okay. It's calledwayne.com. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, does that have uh, everything about your computer I, business on it or? It um yeah so it's it's got my computer business on there um actually there's a couple other side hustles that I do that are on there too um I I'm currently working to uh, um change that a little bit to add my my book um a a, a whole another site about my book onto that same site um it's but it's under construction right now it'll be are you uh, are you doing weeks. it yourself or um i've i've got a marketing person yeah, the only that reason, helps me with that sorry I, the only uh, reason why i ask is uh because uh i built our website and uh i'm never going to do it again so <laughs> you know being in it over the years i've had a number of people that have asked me oh can you build me a website and so i actually went and bought a book on uh, wordpress and i started going through it and i said you know what there's a lot of good people that can do this already. I'll let them do it and I'll stick to fixing. Computers. I started off on our website actually uh, through a site because of WordPress. Uh, I heard so much about it and, and all the good news and all that. And uh, man, I just, I was done and I moved to Google sites because it was the easiest one I could find to work with and I'll still never do it again. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of advantages. Having your own website is great, especially in the business. And you're going to find uh yeah, you're going to get a lot of output when you put your book on there as well. Uh, I was amazed how many people actually purchased the book because they seen it on the website. And uh, great, yeah, yeah I any need, kind I need of that. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and that's why uh, I said I was going to put a link on our website to your book as well. Because something I've found uh, when it comes, and I don't know if you use the KDP part of Amazon, uh, and you put, okay, uh, they are. Yeah, it is so difficult to sell a book on there without the right promotion and marketing. Because there's millions and millions where you're basically, I'm talking about me here, basically a needle in a haystack. So uh, not having, uh, you know, I, I've been doing shows, other podcast shows just from my book. <laughs> and, uh, so any kind of outlet, that, and this is for all authors who are just getting started. Because uh, like, like yourself, I'm, I'm very new, very new at this. Uh, but I'm learning, uh, boy, oh boy, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> First thing I learned was, Writing the book wasn't hard. The hard part was formatting and editing the stupid thing. <laughs> so, and now, go ahead. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. The, the writing was very easy. Um, I was fortunate that while I was writing, I made sure I told everybody that I knew that I was writing a book. Um, because, you know, that way you have to finish it because people keep asking you how it's going. Um, but uh, a couple of people said, hey, here's some people you need to know. And uh, um, they put me in contact with a company that had a good editor, had a, a, a good formatter, um, and someone that actually walked me through all the steps to get it up on Amazon. Because, frankly, I, I didn't have the time and, uh, you know, it was much easier to just 
pay someone to help me do well, it. You're so. very lucky. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I did a lot of research like to try to find like an editor and so forth, but it just didn't seem cost effective to me. The ones that I found, you know, nobody was personally recommended or what have you. It was just a yeah. basic duck, duck, go search. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Before we yeah. uh, before we end the program here, and, and once again, if, in case I forget, because I get to talk and forget a lot of things. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Absolutely appreciate it. I think uh, your book is amazing. Uh, I'm going to promote it as much as I can. Uh, audience, I think you need to go read this book. Uh, I think even if you're considered to be well off, uh, here, here's an old saying that my dad taught me many years ago. And we're basically talking about people who they get to a point and they think they're good financially and they just basically don't push as hard as they used to. And his saying was, and, and I live by this every day, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you keep spending from that money and not putting anything back, it's going to go to zero before you know it. And I think that's words to live by. And once again, I, you've added so much value today's program uh and i didn't even know about the book until right before the program <laughs> so I, I think it's fantastic now i'm gonna have to go research it and all that good stuff but um but so uh before we all go right. if you don't mind uh Dwayne, if you could tell the audience how they can maybe get a hold of you and uh you know if they want to follow you on maybe social media or anything of that nature uh you'd like to promote I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. Yeah. So actually, um, if you go to uh, uh, com, there's a link to my YouTube, my Facebook, uh, my Instagram, um, along with uh, my my website and everything else. Um, actually, all my contact information is out there. So on that on that website. So that's that's the uh, that's the one catch all place to. Uh, and it's calledwayne.com, correct? C a l l Dwayne. Correct. Yep. And it and it's Dwayne the correct no way. No W's, D-U-A-N-E. guys. We don't do W's here. <laughs> no, no W, no Y. All right, so you heard it here. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. But yeah, let's talk about that for just a second. I'm I'm yeah. with uh, YouTube. Uh, I have a YouTube okay. channel, but uh, YouTube and I don't always get along when it comes to censorship. So, <laughs> uh, what is your opinion about the? Uh, and I'm basically asking this because uh, my last guest. Uh, he was an entrepreneur as well, and uh, I, he brought this up, and so I've been asking people about it. How do you think that the shorts have affected your YouTube channel, the new YouTube shorts, like the real uh, short videos? Um, you know, I just do what I do, and I don't pay a lot of attention to what okay. else goes on. So I, gotcha. I'm not uh, real sure. I didn't know if uh, you were doing them yourself, because it seems like everybody's doing them. A short video is like under two minutes. And what uh, John uh, Palomino, who was on here, uh, what he told me was that his short videos bring more subscribers to his channel. So I was just trying, I'm, I guess I'm doing research for myself, <laughs> for my own. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to look into that too. Mine, mine range from probably two to five minutes. Um, and really all my videos are, is, uh, um, they're IT related. If I've had uh, a number of customers that have had the same problem, I might post about it on how to solve that problem. Um, I've also got a, a, a playlist on there where I deal with um, scams. Um, 
Well, another thing I didn't tell you that I do is uh, I have a uh, um, subscription newsletter that's called uh, Email Scam Buster. Um, in this, I, every month, I have two or three articles that I talk about recent scams and how to not get scammed, how to notice scams, um, things like that. And so I have a lot of videos out on my channel. Hey, I think that that's also. the best channels. I go to YouTube anytime I have a question on how to do something, it, for real, anything, especially technical. Uh, I was dealing with the machine, uh, some, yeah, some kind of machine today, and I couldn't uh, couldn't find the directions to it, so I just you know YouTubed it, and it walked me right through. But uh, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. This scam stuff. Yep. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, have you seen the one where you go to a website? And your computer screen turns blue, and they're telling you you need to call IT right away. Uh, yeah, so that happened to me today. Oh yeah, today. Yeah, I, I clicked on uh, an email, and I, uh, my whole screen turned blue, and then this thing started yeah. popping up with this horrible noise. Beep 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 beep. Yeah. Was it yelling at you? Yeah. I get um, usually one to two phone calls a week from previous customers saying. What what's going on? What do I need to off. do? And the fix is so simple. Um, basically, you you just shut your computer off. But uh, the problem is, most people think that to shut it off, you just tap the power button. No, you've got to press and hold that button for like ten seconds. Make sure that all the lights, all the sounds go off. Then once you turn it back on, um, then you go and open up the internet again, and it'll ask you. Uh, it'll say something like. Your previous session closed unexpectedly. Right. Would you like to restore? And you say no, because if you restore, you, guess what? <laughs> you know how I knew how It'll to fix that? It'll start yelling at you again. YouTube on my phone. How? Yeah, I did. I went to YouTube on my phone. Oh, there I was you like, go. Man, I didn't go to no wrong website. Because <laughs> you know? uh, I've heard about this before. I heard some yeah. of those, uh, like, uh, I don't know what you porn yep. sites or whatever, uh, go to and they get locked out. And, yeah, and things of that, yeah. but this was like an email from I thought a reputable company, and there we go. So I, I bet it was an email from a reputable company. I've uh, I've known people that they clicked on an email that a friend sent them, and it was a real email. So I'm not sure how these people hide these links or whatever that people are clicking on. But yeah, the only thing I can good. figure out is they're they've good. had to hack into the person or the company that sent me the email. You know what I mean? Somehow, yeah. Because if they were in the mind personally or in yeah. the individuals personally, they could still be doing it no matter what we did, you know, unless we had a, a VPN or something. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, once again, sir, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Uh, like I said, I will be uh, promoting your website and your book on our website as well. And, folks, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. And, as always, God bless and God bless America.